John Krasinski is in the Bay Area covering one of the hottest, best, and most interesting teams in the NBA. I don't think I've ever put that succession of words together before, but it's all true. Uh, the Wolves are an absolute blast right now. Let's catch up with John. This is the John Krasinski Show. John's going to be, again, coming to us from San Francisco where the Wolves are in between two games with the Warriors. The Wolves have a six-game winning streak, half game out of the Western Conference lead as we speak here today on Monday morning. Uh, this show is part of TalkNorth.com. You can find all of our shows at TalkNorth.com. All the archives for the John Krasinski Show are there. Go to there, go there, find the shows you like. If you like a show, subscribe at your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. We're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studios. We also want to thank TSR Injury Law, All Energy Solar, Tony Hoagland, my state farm agent, Manscaped, and Head Flyer Brewing, who puts on so many of our live shows. Also, thanks to our longtime producer, Brandon Morton. All right, John, just take it away. Set the scene for me, uh, both what's going on on this road trip, the vibe around the team, and just what this start has meant for the franchise. Yeah, it's been just... One of those things, Jim, where, you know, you, you can you've been doing this a long time and maybe it hasn't happened with the Wolves under our watch. But there are times when you are around a team and you can just feel like something is clicking, like something is coming together that, you know, the stars are aligning, however you want to say it. And they are finding themselves. And I think that's where the Timberwolves are right now. Um, we are, we are recording this on Monday morning after they beat the Warriors in Golden State for their sixth straight win. And um, the thing that is so apparent to me right now is that this is a team that is starting to understand how good it can really be. And it is a coach that is kind of pushing them and prodding them and and holding them to a high standard and it's a group that set that now knows that they have the antidote to so many different things that opponents want to do to them and so it's almost like how do you stop them and the the confidence that is building right now is palpable and it's been quite something to watch here in the early going it has, and it's it's been fun. And it and great thing is, as you're alluding to, it doesn't feel flukish at all. Uh, it feels sustainable, uh, you know. And I could see them getting to even better offensive rhythm than they're in right now. And I could see better ball movement. And I could see Ta- Towns has turned it on the last couple of games. I could see that uh, continuing for a while. Uh, I mean, that's the thing; it hasn't been perfect. And they can they this team now has the ability to have a bad quarter or a bad stretch and just bounce right back from it where you always felt like in the past, the Timberwolves just didn't have much margin for error. Right. They, they were not mentally tough enough to finish a lot of games like this one, like the Boston one earlier. And I think that, you know, you look at also, you know, it's so early, they're nine games in they're seven and two so much time to go in the season, but with the start this impressive you start to think about okay now it's not just about um you know playing well right now but you look at the landscape in the western conference and you look at how they seem to stack up and i think that through the first couple of weeks of the season two of the teams that had been 
as impressive as the Wolves or certainly that looked to be dangerous in the West were Denver and Golden State. Now, Golden State just lost to Cleveland a couple of times as well, but I think they're still, you know, championship drenched. They have the experience. Um, uh, they have so many things going for them. And so you think they're going to be in it through the whole way. But watching that game on Sunday night, the Warriors had nothing for the Timberwolves other than Steph Curry, who was phenomenal. He scored 38 points. But if you beyond that one element, every other matchup on the floor was in favor of the Timberwolves. They have more talent. They have they are deeper. They are a better defensive team. They are bigger. And so you look at it and you say, this is a bad matchup for Golden State. Uh, just with the lack of size, um, with the you know, the 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 number of perimeter defenders that the Wolves can throw at Curry, at Thompson, at Wiggins. And so you look at that, you look at how well and how confident they are matching up against Denver, and your mind starts to wander a little bit, Jim, because um like you said, I think the important thing that that kind of is coming out of it is as well as they have played, they know that they are nowhere near the ceiling for them. They can get Towns and Gobert playing a little bit more synergistically offensively. They can get Shake Milton going. They can shoot more threes and make more threes. Uh, they can rebound better. There are so many things that are happening um, in games to say a uh, lot to improve upon, but yet they like just dominated Golden State last night from start to finish. They didn't play very cleanly a lot and it was, the score was closer than it should have been, but they were in control of that entire game. And um, that's pretty impressive on the road uh, against a team that was a little bit kind of desperate coming off of a couple losses to Cleveland. Yes. I mean, that's the thing. The Warriors aren't playing well, but when a team like the Warriors doesn't play well, it doesn't mean they're not good. It means they're probably, hungry you know i thought that was a tough matchup going in there uh, a couple specific things i want to ask about first of all does it feel like to you that that finch is more proactive with his timeouts this year he sees something wrong bang timeout try to fix it right away or is that just my imagination no i, I think there is something to that jim now I, I don't know for sure like i mean i'd have to it's look at exactly thing. how he used yeah. it yeah but but it does feel like there are some quicker triggers on the timeout to nip things in the bud um, before they become real problems. And, you know, that was a point of criticism that he received last year. Uh, I think he heard it a little bit in the uh, Atlanta game, even though I don't think it was fair in that one because he did use timeouts. But that has been something that um, fans have sometimes expressed consternation about is, is Finch will let his team kind of try to play through things a little bit more and figure things out on their own on the court. And um, he definitely did not do that last night. And I think that part of that was a recognition of the danger that the Warriors per, uh, kind of present when they get rolling. Uh, if they are, you know, over the last 10 years, we have seen the avalanche come down the mountain, uh, either in Chase Center in Oracle in Oakland back in the day. And when Steph starts hitting shots, it just seems to just open the floodgates with clay with you know transition with defense and teams can kind of panic and then get buried and so there were a couple of times in that game 
where maybe it was one shot or maybe it was two in a row at the most. And Finch was calling the timeout to try and diffuse it, try and get his team refocused. And it really worked well because the Warriors never really got on any kind of sustained run. They were, they were up eight, I think, in the second quarter at one point. But it just never got to a point where you said, okay, this is getting away from the Wolves. They have lost control of it. He he did a good job of just keeping his thumb on the scale and keeping the Wolves, um, you know, just reconfigured and regrouped and and uh, and counterpunching the whole way through. The other moment I wanted to ask about is I thought it was fascinating how Draymond Green and Anthony Edwards yes. interacted. I, I, so just take us through that whole thing. Yeah, so this is um, – Something that is, I think, a, a real key for this year's Timberwolves team is that as they start to assert themselves and as they start to show people that they are something to be reckoned with, you are going to see teams not believe in them. You're going to see opponents take not take them lightly, but believe that they can throw them off their game. And the Wolves historically have been a little volatile. Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, a lot they led the team they led the league in technicals last year. You can kind of last year you could get in their heads and stay there. And so I think what we saw in the fourth quarter uh against Golden State on Sunday night was Draymond Green recognizing that the kind of conventional ways to try and beat the Timberwolves with with their offense, with their defense out executing them was not working. He did not have an answer for the Timberwolves um, from a pure basketball standpoint. And so what we have seen so often is Draymond Green will then lead the charge to play mind games, to get in an opponent's head, to get under their skin, to start to rattle them, to try to bully them. And so in the fourth quarter, a little more than five minutes to go, Anthony Edwards goes to the rim uh, to try and score. Green fouls him. There's a little bit of a collision right underneath the basket. And Edwards doesn't really kind of back down, just kind of bumps him, maybe mutters a little something. And Green really goes off, just says, you know, what are you talking about? Um, you know, we, and, and he's like, I think his, his direct quote was, what are you going to do about it? And then kept talking to, to Ant while he was on the free throw line saying, you know, you could hear him on the audio, Draymond saying, you know, stop talking basically and going right at him and trying to rattle him. It was that very thing. Ant was not very efficient um, from an offensive standpoint in that game to that point. He was he was scoring, but he was not, you know, making some some questionable decisions, kind of things like that. So it looked like Draymond was trying to get in the in the 22 year old's head at that point and see if he could really get him off of the rails. And Ant just kind of muttered back to him a little bit, didn't let it rattle him. And right after that, all of a sudden, that really seemed to lock Edwards in because he hit three jumpers um, right after that over the final five minutes, scored 10 points uh, down that stretch to really ice the game. And I thought it was just a really impressive response from the player who is now known really uh, as this team's closer, is that the big bad wolf, Draymond Green, who has really run roughshod over this league for a long, long time and exerted his will on so many different opponents, 
tried to do that with Anthony Edwards and he got smacked. And um, I thought it was a really telling sort of exchange and kind of a really real illustration of where both teams are at right now is that this was an older team that was maybe a little gassed on the second night of a back-to-back that had no other way to try and compete with the Timberwolves other than try to muddy the game up that way. And um, Ant didn't let it get to him. Instead, it, it really lit a fuse under him, and he just responded in kind and and took care of business. Let's get to Cat and much more, including the Western Conference. I want to let you know we're sponsored by TSR Injury Law, 612-TSR-TIME. That's all you really need to know if you're ever injured. First call, 612-TSR-TIME. They'll take good care of you. They will not charge you unless they win your case, and they win a lot of cases. That's why they're such a great Minnesota business success story. also want to let you know that all energy solar panel installations are done right and made easy thanks to more than 14 years of experience in Minnesota and beyond. All Energy Solar is ready to take any solar project from design to installation and everything in between. That's for home, business, or both. Find out more about going solar at allenergysolar.com slash coach, C-O-A-C-H, coach. Uh, we'll tell you, we'll get to uh, John's world-famous Manscaped commercial in a little bit. Uh, so Cat has been, he's, he's fascinating to me. Um, you know, it looks like he has a slightly different persona on the court. Uh, he's had a slightly different persona in interviews. Uh and I don't think any of that matters if, you know, what really matters is how he translates all that into production and playing the last two games. He's been spectacular. Yeah. And it, it really, I think he is the, absolutely the key to how good this team really can be. They're very talented top to bottom. They have a lot of ways to beat teams, but when Carl Anthony towns is playing like he played against the warriors, when he's playing like he played against the Spurs, then they, the Wolves sort of elevate from being a team that can cause a lot of problems to a team for which there are very few solutions. And I thought Towns was incredible against the Warriors. 21 points, 14 rebounds, two steals, uh, one block shot, and he was two for three from three. I'd still like to see him shoot a lot more threes, but... Um, he played within himself. He made really good decisions. I think Edwards was questionable going into the game with an illness, and he just was a little bit off of his game, even though his final numbers, Edwards' numbers, were outstanding, and he finished the game really strong. There were periods, especially at the start of the game and in at the start of the fourth quarter, where Edwards just wasn't quite on his A game, and that's where Towns really was able to step up and deliver and and he just had a great mix of hitting shots from three, of going to the basket, of getting to the foul line, of playing great defense. And there was a play, Jim, in the fourth quarter. Wolves are up 11. There's a turnover. Tom, Clay Thompson and Jonathan Kaminga are going back two-on-one on Mike Conley the other way. If they get a layup, it's down to nine with five minutes to go, and it's going to get a little bit hairy. Um, Clay just misses the layup, which, you know, that's, that's a whole different issue, but he did just miss it. Kaminga is right there to get the offensive rebound, but cat hustled back to the, uh, in transition, got back there by the time Kaminga got his hands on the ball and was able to contest his putback enough to hurry Kaminga, rush it. And they did not get a bucket out of that two on one. And, and Wolves got the rebound and went back the other way. Those are the kinds of little winning plays that 
maybe Carl Anthony Towns wasn't doing earlier in his career. Um, or, you know, when you look at it and you said, ah, he, he gets all these points, he gets all these rebounds, but does it really affect winning? Um, this time he's doing right now, he's doing the little things as well as some of the big things that make it to be, you know, make the Timberwolves so much better. Um, defensively, he's been really good all season long and he was terrific last night against a smaller team, one that could try to match up differently and try to hurt them in different ways and towns was just so solid in his defensive positioning and all of that so if they can if the wolves can get him in more of an offensive rhythm which it looks like these past two games he's starting to find now they have mismatches all over the floor and now there's just very little margin for error with an opponent and so Ant has been fantastic. Uh, Rudy's been great, but this team can go, will go as far as Carl Anthony Towns plays. And if he plays as well as he has been these last couple of games, this is a team that can go deep into the playoffs. Yes, no doubt about it. All right, I want to talk more about Cat. I want to get to uh, Jaden and. Naw, as he's being called these days. Uh, first, want to let you know that uh, Tony Hoagland is my State Farm agent. He's been my State Farm agent for a long time. This is your State Farm agent, Tony Hoagland. Here's the deal. When you combine State Farm home and auto insurance, you save an average of $889 a year. My agency is ready to help you combine home and auto and start saving today. Call 763-421-4900 to start saving. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And now, John's world-famous world infamous manscaped commercial it's not a bird it's not a plane it's a ball trimmer sent from space gentlemen our friends over at manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below the waist grooming experience like none other with their brand new lawnmower 5.0 ultra we're talking about a next generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave your mind can imagine Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultra Sphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code ATHLETIC. High tech for low places, Manscaped. AI is cool, but I think this might be the biggest technological advancement the world has ever seen. Every man knows how scary it can get when going for a close shave below the belt. That's why I trust Manscaped for all my sensitive areas. Inside this package, you'll find the star of the show, the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Their fifth-generation trimmer features two interchangeable next-gen skin-safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little off the top, and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. We also have dual LED spotlights to provide contrast on multiple skin tones, three length-setting combs, and oh, did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? Taking it on the go, Manscaped has you covered. This puppy comes with a travel case and even a travel lock feature to avoid any accidental powering and or weird looks in the airport. This right here is on the cutting edge of cutting pubes. Upgrade your ball trimmer and your life will follow. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code athletic at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code athletic at manscaped.com. Thanks also to Head Flyer Brewing, great place in Minneapolis, big space. I always have the Wolves games on. They're not going to kick you out uh, on a West, during a West Coast game. Uh, bring your pets, cool uh, non-alcoholic drinks, cool place to hang. Uh, we appreciate them sponsoring the John Krasinski Show and hosting our show. So one more thing on Cat before we move on. He's getting called for hooking his defender and uh, when he drives, and that is a foul, and he 
you know, the calls are not illegitimate, but Finch has made the point that he's getting bumped and pressed to the point where he, that's his natural reaction. Um, it does feel like even despite that, he has been better at avoiding fouls and not complaining as much about fouls. Do you see all this heading in the right direction? It, it does seem like it, Jim. Um, so far, it's I, I, I am still going to want to see a little larger sample size of how Carl handles these things uh, before I proclaim any you know corner turned on that front. But uh, I think composure has been key for him lately, especially against the Warriors. He did not let anything rattle him that way. Uh, there was, to your point, a point uh, a, a call where it did look like he hooked his defender going that way, but he did get the call in that the refs ruled that the defender initiated the contact first yep. before he hooked him. So that's actually a good sign that if, if the Wolves, I don't know this for sure, but if they are maybe sending plays into the league or having discussions with officials on how he's being officiated, uh, maybe that's starting to pay off a little bit because what we are seeing so far is opponents trying to put smaller defenders on cat. And then usually smaller defenders get away with more against big men. And when that happens to cat and he feels like he's being wronged that way, he will often uh, react strongly and kind of, you know, complain and, and, and get out of, you know, get out of his head a little bit. So I thought that uh, Towns really did a good job against the Warriors of just staying determined, staying focused, not letting anything get to him and just going right at the Warriors. It was a it was a, a very, very good night for Carl Anthony Towns that way. It was. Uh, I'm also enjoying watching a, this team have defensive wing stoppers in the starting lineup and on the bench. Jaden has been great and. Uh, Alexander Walker hasn't really scored much, but man, he's he, he's unselfish. He can shoot the three. He runs the court. He he plays hard. Uh, it's a great combination to have. It is. They they have you know different kind of combinations that they can throw at different opponents depending on what their you know strengths are, and that's one of the things that I think helps the the Wolves in this matchup with the Warriors, which they, you know they play them again on on Tuesday night out here in San Francisco. Um, is having Nikhil Alexander Walker to take some time on Steph Curry when you know you give Jaden a little bit of a break, or you know if he picks up a foul or two early, and you don't want him to get into into real foul trouble, you can stick Nikhil Alexander Walker on on Steph, and he's very good at chasing him around screens and and just kind of trying to wear him out. But the other big thing that you alluded to, Jim, is um, the playmaking for Nikhil has really stepped up lately and he has 12, 13, 15 assists in the last four games. And I think that's been really key because Jordan McLaughlin has been out with a sprained MCL and they need some more secondary playmaking behind Mike Conley uh, when Conley goes to the bench for a breather. And, and so you know, uh, Nikhil had eight assists against New Orleans. He had four against San Antonio. Um, he had one last night, and I think he had two. Yeah, he had two last night. But um, but what what we're seeing is kind of a real concerted effort from Alexander Walker to get the ball moving offensively and get good shots for his teammates. Uh, he he shot the ball well last night. He's seven for ten in his last two games, so that's nice to see as well. 
but there's a little more of a well-rounded all-around game that we're seeing from from Nikhil uh, that's really been super beneficial for their bench and and allowing this offense to keep going when Edwards needs a break as well. I mean, the the on-off numbers for Anthony Edwards right now are just insane from an offensive standpoint, how much better they are offensively when he's on the court. And so if they can get that secondary score or playmaker like the keel going, that's great because Shake Milton continues to struggle. He's just not giving them yet the scoring that they need from that spot. So, so Nikhil is kind of stepping into that void right now. Uh, I saw something today. I'm sure, I don't know if it was exclusive to him or, if it, but I want to give him credit because that's where I saw it. I think Dane Moore was posting some numbers saying that basically when Towns and Cat uh, were on the court together last year, the rating was terrible. And this year when they're on the court together, the rating is excellent. In fact, way better than even the best teams in the league. Uh, what what insights do you have for us on that pairing and how it's working? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been uh, a huge improvement. Now, last year there was so spotty in terms of you know them getting extended periods on the court together. They didn't play together in training camp. Both had injuries um, or illnesses. Uh, then Cat gets hurt early comes back and it's just, it was just a hodgepodge. And so what you saw was two big guys that were sort of in each other's way. And Chris Finch has talked a lot this season about the importance of spacing with the two of them and figuring out how they can be on the floor together and, and give each other room to operate so they can both be effective offensively. And we are starting to see more and more of that over the last couple of games where Rudy is finding ways to be near the rim for offensive rebounds and things like that, but not to be so close that cat does not have a lane to drive to and do some damage down there. And so that's been a big development over the last couple of games with them on, on how that part of it has gone. But really Jim, the net rating stuff um, that is bad, that one of the, the, the biggest reason that those, those numbers are so impressive is that they're just playing really well together defensively mm-hmm. and Finch has talked about cats awareness being up and him being in the right position a lot more. And, and so I really think that towns taking on the challenge of being a defender at the power forward and really giving Rudy the confidence to sort of roam and, and go to help and block shots. He blocked five last night. Um, and because he, you know, and Rudy talked about after the game with Towns and with his other teammates is he now trusts that if he goes for a block shot, someone else is going to cover him and have his back. So if he misses it, if he doesn't get there, it's not like an easy offensive rebound put back for, for the opponent. Cat will have his back. Nas Reed will have his back. Jaden McDaniels will have his back. All these guys. And so I think that just familiarity and that connectivity is really breeding the success that we've seen with that pairing up front on the defensive end. I love San Francisco. I've traveled there often for business. I've vacationed there. My wife and I have vacationed there. We love the place. Uh, what's it like having the Warriors on that side of the Bay right now? Yeah, it's, you know, the the Chase Center is just a billion, whatever, $2 billion. I don't know how much they spent on it. They spent a lot. Uh, real estate is not cheap in San Francisco. And they built this uh, really nice state arena um, right in San Francisco. It is a different feel, though, Jim, um, from the Oakland days. 
Um, Oracle was gritty. It was just electric in there. Um, the crowd was certainly more of a blue collar crowd. Now it's still a very loud arena. It's still, um, you know, just blue and yellow as far as you can see. It, they, the Warriors really do with the Niners kind of own this town. Um, and they are hugely, hugely popular, but the, it's a very ritzy arena. Now it's very polished there. There are no dark corners. There are no, there's no like, uh, dust in the, you know, in the hallways, like it's different. It's a different, it's an opulent feel. And so, um, that's been, that's, it's just been a different kind of vibe, um, you know, in this building compared to the old one, but, it is a great city. I'm staying down at Fisherman's Wharf for the first time. I've never really spent a whole lot of time down here, so I'm looking forward to spending a little more time by the water and 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 checking all of that out and everything around here. Um, but they are a um, they are a franchise that has enjoyed a lot a lot of success, and so ticket prices are high. Um, you know, and and it's just a it's a it's a whole different kind of crowd than it was back in the day at Oracle in Oakland. Yeah, and uh, I've stayed at the wharf. Uh, there are some cheesy areas in the wharf, uh, tourist traps, but there's also scomas, which is basically kind of a boat that's old, classic San Francisco tradition. I can't. There's so many good restaurants in San Francisco. I can't say it's one of the best restaurants because there are like eight thousand great restaurants. Uh, one thing about San Francisco, if you're not a good restaurant, you're going to go out of business in two and a half days. <laughs> but but if you want like a traditional old school place where like 49ers players used to go, you know, Joe Montana used to hang out. Skoma's down by the wharf. It's a cool place to go. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Um, you know, I, I, I just watched, so I married an ax murderer, um, recently and I don't know ah. if you've seen that, but they have a, they have a great, they just hold it's, it's in San Francisco. There's a hilarious yeah. trip to Alcatraz, like the whole yep. thing. So I'm, I'm kind of feeling all of that right now. So I'm looking forward to just walking around today and 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 soaking it up a little bit getting a nice meal and and seeing what's out there for me beautiful great stuff john it's gonna be a fun season to do this podcast uh, it's always been a great podcast but man it's nice to have a, a team that is this good and this interesting to talk about so thanks to everyone who listens we do appreciate it please also check out john on the viking update show uh check out our full list of sports experts outdoor experts and variety shows at talknorth.com and thanks for listening